message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Father, I commit the preaching of the word this morning to you. I ask, oh God, that you help me to speak like the pen of a ready writer. Cause my mouth and my mind to work together. And Father, I open myself to the Holy Spirit. Please speak through me. Lord, I pray that when this service is done, we shall be blessed that we came in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think through my mind, speak through my mouth, all of you, none of me. Let your word be established. May not one of it fall to the ground in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 7. Stand up. Stand up for the reading of the word so that you move your legs too. You've been sitting. It's always good to sit and stand. Okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Philippians chapter 3 verse 7. But what things were gained to me? This I have, count, I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost. For the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attend to the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of, of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. First Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6. I'm going to read verse um, 11. First Timothy 6, 11 says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which we were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Chapter 4, verse 15, just a page behind, 4.15. Meditate on these things and give yourselves entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. May the Lord bless us. Please be seated. Today I'm speaking on intentional living. Intentional living. I have a very ambitious message today. I don't know if I can finish it, but I will try. Because it's everything that I should say at the end of the year. We tag the year 2022, our year of working in wisdom intentionally. So that our progress can be seen. And as we move from glory to glory. As we work in wisdom intentionally our progress can be seen and we will move from glory to glory. Today we are reviewing the year together. I want us to review the year. I want us to take stock of where we've been, where we've been and where we are right now. So we started with that if you're going to live intentionally and wisely, you have to make good decisions. So in reviewing the year today, I want to start by asking, what wise decision can you say you made this year? What decisions did you make about God? Your family, your work, your business, your relationships. And as Nigeria is about to have the elections in 2023, they have campaigned, and a lot of, a lot of us have made up our minds. Have you made a wise decision? 
walking in wisdom intentionally. What decisions did you make about God? Did you make any decisions about your family this year or you just entered the year and just cruised? What investments did you make in, re- in your relationships? Did you invest in your wife? Did you invest in your husband? Did you invest in your children? Apart from just taking them to school and bringing them back, what other investment did you make in your children? I wish you would write. Kate, write something, look for something and write. You will forget. And this will form a part of your retreat. What investment did you make in your brothers and sisters, in your siblings? Who among your siblings did you make better? Or every time you, they called you, abused them and said, don't worry me again. Say you say you are not going to read. You. I say you say you, you don't want to hear a word. Blah, blah, blah. And you abuse them all the time. Or did you invest in their lives? Did you invest in your parents? What did you invest in your friends this year? And others? Did you mend and regained some friends or you lost some relationships? Did you add anybody to your cachet of friends? Do you, did you make a friend, a new friend this year? I'm talking about progress, about intentional living. That if you are going to live intentionally, these are some of the decisions you must make. Some of you needed to cut ties from some relationships. Did you? Or you are still keeping that baggage, still shacking up, living with somebody that you are not married to. You are still with that sugar daddy because he gives you money. Well, life is not all about money. Did you make your spouse or your wife, your wife especially men, did you make your wife better this year? Is your wife better this year than last year? I want to ask, were you selfless this year or you, was, you are self-centered? Everything is about you. You say, um, I'll take care of me first. That is the excuse we make when we want to be selfish. We say, I'll take care of me first. Then I can take care of somebody. And by the time the, you have finished taking care of yourself, the year has finished. And so it was all about you for one year. The only person you cared for was you. Whose life did you improve this year? I want you to think, whose life did you improve? How many people did you help? Did you help any widow, any orphan, any prisoner? Did you feed any hungry person? Did you clothe any naked person? Did you give a drink to the thirsty? Did you? James chapter 1, and I'm going to read James chapter 1 verse 27. It says, pure and undefined religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That's good religion. Are there widows you are taking care of? Are there people in your family that every month you are giving something to and they are praying for you and calling your name before God every day? That is good living, though. Did you visit anybody in the hospital this year? You know, we don't visit people in the hospital anymore. But did you go to the hospital this year to visit anybody? I did, and I'm very happy I did. Not my brother alone. I visited him. Did you visit somebody who was bereaved and comforted them? Did you visit anybody who was afflicted? Like somebody had an accident, their house got burned, their child fell and broke a leg or something. Did you visit somebody? Were you kind to anybody? I wrote here, how many families are thanking God for you every day because you are a blessing to them? I want you to know that no matter how poor you are, you are better than somebody. And you can help somebody. You you are never too helpless to help anybody. No. Everybody can help somebody. I want to say that people are the greatest assets anyone can have on earth, not money. People will get you money. Money will get you things and fake people. But people is what you need. Thank you for that one person who is listening. 
I want you to know that people are your connection to your next level. All you need to go to where you need to go is one person. That where you are right now is as a result of not having somebody. There is just one person you need or two, and your life will change forever. And so you have to value relationships. You have to work on relationships. You have to not despise anybody you come across. Because they may not have it, but they may be connected to somebody. You, you see, like those may guards by the house. They can allow you into the office or not. Who knows that? They can, they can stop you from entering the house and say, oh, God, no day. And there's nothing you can do. Open the, you know day now. I say, no day. <laughs> Only because when you come, you don't give them shishi. I said, but what is that thing you people say? That thing about give, making something to remember that Brother Edward said. Ah, by the, by the, by the, by the, Magani Mantua, medicine for forgetfulness. <laughs> Do you understand? That when there are some people you give something just so that they remember, it is medicine. So that when you come to the gate, they will remember and open the gate. Everybody say Magani Mantua. Medicine of forgetfulness. There are some people, they can faint, they don't know you. Because you have never given them anything. You enter, they open the gate, you enter, they open the gate, but you, have, you don't even look at them. So I always have money in my bag. The money in my bag, I never use on myself. I'm always giving it to 2,000 here, 1,000 here, and all. And you know, it counts. It counts. One day, Jerry, my driver, said to me, say, Pastor, you don't know what you are doing to me. He said, there are days, is that 2,000 he takes home? Did you hear me? So you never look down on what to give anybody. Remember, it's it Magani Mantua, so that he will not forget you. <laughs> so you, I remember when Sister Linda said, uh, Linda Ode, if they keep a stack of money on one side, and they keep people on this side, and they ask you to make a choice. He said, please choose people. Because if you have people, you have everything. If you have people, you have everything. If you don't have people, you are a very poor person. I also want you to know that the person you are fighting with, the person you are at war with, the person you are keeping malice with, the person you don't like, may be the person God has put and destined to, to be your deliverer. Who knows the story of Joseph? Who knows the story of Joseph? They fought him, put him in the well, and sold him. Not knowing that God put him in their family for, it, for their deliverance. So that person you are not talking with, or that person you don't like, that person that irritates you, may just be, the, may just be your savior. And so people are important, is the point I'm trying to make. Praise the Lord. Talking about people, talking about people, were you loving this year? Were you more loving we are you joyful? We are, we, are, we are you joyful around people? Or you, anywhere you went, you made the place sour. You made it sad. You know there are people like that. You can be laughing, oh, but when they enter, the laugh ceases. Who knows those kinds of people? And there is not one of them in this church. Somebody say amen. amen. Were you a joyful person around people? Were, did people laugh where you were? Did you make people laugh? Oh, no matter what joke people crack, you just sit there. Why are some people just like that? They are just, they are just angry. Why are you so sad? Not be me make you angry. Not be me. I don't know yourself. You know when I'm driving these days, I just keep telling myself, calm down. You don't know these people. They don't know you. Don't let them upset you. Don't enter into anything with them. And so I keep talking to myself. You must be a sweet person. That's what I want you to be. That's what God wants you to be. Are you a joyful person? Are you a peaceful person? Are you a kind person? Are you a good person? Do you have self-control? Or every time you feel it, you must say it. You feel it, you must act it. You don't feel like laughing, you won't laugh. Sometimes you have to force yourself to laugh. Who knows what I'm talking about? But some people, you just, you just follow your flesh. Flesh, say, don't, 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 don't greet her. Don't smile, don't laugh. And you, be, you Mumu, will be following the flesh. I'm doing what the flesh is saying. Just be following the flesh. This flesh is, is trying to lead you to hell. 
knowing that it will not go to heaven. It wants to stop you. God forbid. Uh, that was straight from heaven. It's not going to heaven. This flesh is not going to heaven. So you are not supposed to use it and let it do God's will and you leave it here and go to where you are going. You cannot be a slave to your flesh. So where are you long-suffering? Are you patient with your family? Are you patient with your workers? Are you patient with your drivers? Are you patient with the people that cannot do anything for you? Or you just rubbish them and just be going? I'm talking about intentional living. Are you faithful? Can you be trusted? Are you a gen- were you gentle this year? How many people did you shout at and fought with this year? Think. We spent months this year on the fruit of the Spirit. And what I just listed is the fruit of the Spirit. Where you, uh, and see, any and everybody can speak in tongues. But not everybody can be kind. Not everybody can be good. But if you speak in tongues, you are supposed to do all this because it's the same Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you to make you kind, to make you patient, to make you loving, to make you peaceful, to make you self-controlled, to make you whatever it says. So, okay, let me continue. I want to hit every point. How did you do spiritually this year? Did you make the wise decision to draw closer to God? And did you? The Bible says, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. In other words, if you are not drawing close to God, he's not drawing close to you. There is the first message Oedipo, Bishop Oedipo preached at Shiloh. I've listened to it like three times. It is so intense and all he's saying is that the Bible is not a book to read or understand or preach from. It's a book to do, to do, to do, to do. And that, you are, that whatever you want in your future is you need to do something. Nothing just comes like that. Nothing just happens. There must be doing. That the whole Bible is packed with things you must do in order to get what you need to get. You want to go up, you come down. You want to get, you give. You want to be happy, you sow happiness. So the Bible is a doing book. It's a doing book. Did you read your Bible and study it this year, every day? Do you know the books of the Bible? Can you sit down and say, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and all, can you say them? How many of you can say them? Let me see, let me see your hands. See? No, let me see your hand. From beginning to Genesis to Revelation, you know them. They taught us in Hausa. Pharaoh, Avito, Alivitikus, Lisafi, Kuban, Sharia, Joshua, Alkaloa, Ruth, Samuel, Samuel, Tabizara, Kunasara, Kunadabil, Laborbolu, Laborbolu, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Ayuba, Zabura, Misale, Mewazi, Wakan, Wakoki, and all. So I don't know it in English, but I, I can translate it when I call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know those things they teach you from primary it stays forever if you don't know the books of the bible it's an indictment against you do you know the two sections of the bible do you know the three dispensations of the bible three you don't know that one many of you don't know that one and I'm not going to tell you go and look for it I learned it by force. May I learn? I, I will not spend 10 years to study something. Come and give you five minutes and you will throw it. You are not even writing anything. You are just looking at me as I'm talking. You are, you are, how many of you are writing? Thank you. Okay, so it's Old Testament is, is the Gospels and is the Epistles. So there are three of them. The Old Testament, the Gospels, and the Epistles. So you can write that now. Because you are writing, I decided to tell you that one. How many memory verses, how many verses of the Bible do you know by heart? There are people sitting down here that cannot say John 3, 16. You can't. You will make mistake. You will baba blue, blue, baba blue inside. <laughs> Have you, <laughs> when I'm tired, whether or I can't sleep, like I didn't sleep at all this night. 
so I drank coffee and ate two slices of bread before. So I'm, I'm full right now that I'm talking to you. I can keep you here for two hours. I'm not hungry. <laughs> I always listen to Parara. <laughs> I like it when he talks and he's talking to the people and literally abusing them. I like it. So he was he said, he said, Papa, Papa, Blue, where are you? Come on, let me see you. <laughs> Hallelujah. They say we shouldn't campaign for people. Now I'm campaigning for him. I need to keep quiet. Have you read the Bible cover to cover? Because now you are 30 years, you are 40 years, you are 50 years, 70, 80. Have you read it from Genesis to Revelation? Do you know the Ten Commandments? Do you? Can you say them? One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. Many of you can't. And yet it's a valid part of the scripture. You know, people say that the old covenant is old and you are not supposed to do... No, Jesus said, I did not come to eradicate it. I came to fulfill it. So all of them are important. And like Bishop has been saying this week, they are all covenants of God. The old covenant and the new, all fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So you have to know the Ten Commandments. Knowing the Ten Commandments makes you know you cannot have an abortion because you're not supposed to kill. You shall not bear falsehoodness. You shall not covet anything. It's covetousness that makes us buy things so that we don't use. We buy things and then they are sitting in our closet for five years. We don't even remember them. It's covetousness. It's just wanting things, wanting more, more, more. Because we don't know the Ten Commandments or we don't keep the word of God in our hearts. Do you know the eight Beatitudes? You don't know. Write it down and go and look for it so that you improve your life. The Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for this is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the... Those who thirst for righteousness, the meek, the merciful, the pure in heart. My favorite is the pure in heart. That's the one that I, that I kept and I worked on my heart. since. I, one, when I knew this Beatitude, I decided I was going to have a pure heart. Since. Do you know the golden rule? How many of you know the golden rule? You don't know. Those of you who know it, say it. That is a very strong rule. It, it, it guides how I live. That's why when people are giving people 5,000 or 10,000 naira during their birthdays, I'll give you 50 or 100 or 200. You know why? Because I want that to be done to me. That's the rule of life. What you want people to do for you, do to somebody. And when you do it to somebody, God will make sure somebody else does it to you. And even if somebody else doesn't do it, the person that you did it to will return it the, the favor. Because sometimes if nobody calls you, just take the phone and say hi. You will see, they will respond. It's a simple law. It's a strong Bible. Treat your wife the way you want her to treat you. Treat your husband the way you want him to treat you. Treat your children the way you want them to treat you. Don't sow bad things and expect good. The Bible says you cannot plant bad fruit and expect a good good bad seed and expect a good fruit do you know the beatitudes do you know the golden rule do you know the first and the great commandment how many of you know it the great the first and the greatest commandment very good uh, we've preached on that one over and over do you know the great commission what is it thank you do you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? No, you don't. If you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, I will see you in prayer meeting. Because every Friday he tells you there is prayer meeting today. And you rubbish him. Every, every Sunday he tells you join DTS. You say no. He says forgive that person. You say no. Every time your voice, a voice inside tells you to do the good thing, that's the Holy Spirit. And every time you have disobeyed, you have disobeyed the Holy Spirit. So you don't know him. If you know him, you will follow him. You will do what he says. I'm preaching simple, but I'm preaching very good word. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. Do you know the voice of the Holy Spirit? 
There are times I sit with people and flesh, the flesh remember that this flesh doesn't, is not going to heaven. Flesh, they tell them off. Abuse the living daylight out of when by the time they, they finish in your office, you finish with them from your office, they will not they will see darkness when they are going out. <laughs> Who knows what I'm saying about talking about? And Holy Spirit will say to me, A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering flask he will not quench. So the person is already hurt. Don't hurt them anymore. They are already crying. Don't make them cry. And I will hear the Holy Spirit say, Comfort them. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will say, you see that person, write her a check. Once in a while, I've started, I did something I've never done in my life this year. I'll just take my telephone and scroll through people who might have their account numbers. And I'll say, Holy Spirit, who do you want me to send something to this year? I did it like three or four times and it felt so good. And I pray I can do it more. Just take your telephone and scroll and throw somebody 10K. Throw somebody 100K. And they'll be saying, oh my God, pastor, how did you know? It's the Holy Spirit, me, I didn't know. Me, this flesh, I'm very wicked. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. All of us are weak. Take away the Holy Spirit now. We will start killing, we will start bringing out guns from our pockets. We that look so holy and begin to shoot. The person that is holding us in place is the Holy Spirit. This flesh. Did you obey God this year? Did you obey the word? Do you even fear God? No, you don't. If you do, you will not do some of the things you do. And yet the Bible says it's a consuming fire. Did you acknowledge him in all your ways, in everything? Some of you, all you want to do is to jackpot. And it is not in God's plan. You're just looking for an escape route. And you go there, life will show you because God did not send you there. Did you acknowledge him? Did you, have you really asked? These days, the one they are using to go out is they are going to school and they don't have money. They'll come and tell me, I say, oh, God, bye-bye. Because they know that pastor will give you like 1,000 pounds or one. I know they give again. She, 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 you say, now God, you are going, Jackpot, don't come to me. Don't tell me you're Jackpot because I, I didn't send you. I know they send you. I don't, if you come for prayers, good, but you must convince me that God sent you. And sometimes if I don't, I say, I beg pastor, we'll pray for them because I'm not in the mood. I don't like people disrespecting God, true. That you did not put yourself in Nigeria. You did not, God put you here for a purpose. Why are Americans and Britons and all not trying to come to Africa? So of course you say, Nigeria must be ruled by Nigerians. Did you worship God with your talents? with your time, with your resources, with your money? Did you use your voice this year to just sing to God in your corner, even if it is off key? <laughs> just sing. He loves it. He puts the voice. I believe that God just did certain things. He just put certain voices so that when he's tired, he will laugh. Because when you, some of you, <laughs> some of you, you'll be there singing and, and crying with an off key, and God will be there laughing. He says, <laughs> Say, hear that one. Angel, come, come. Hear that one. Yeah, this one. <laughs> Were you faithful to your wife? Who did you have sex with this year? That is not your husband or your wife. Who did you carry the Holy Spirit together to go and do fornicate and pour something on him this year? Who? Did you, or did, were you faithful? The Bible says to be wise as doves, wise as serpents, harmless as doves. A dove, a bird does not sleep with two people, sleeps with only one woman, or one man. What major sacrifice did you make for the Lord this year? What did you give up for God? Did you give up a habit, temper, foolishness? Lying, cheating. What did you give up for God? Are you regular in church? Where we read in Philippians chapter 3, he said, 
I, I looked, as I was reading that verse, Pastor Wilson, I, I just kept hearing loss, loss, loss. I was surprised. I had read it at home, but just the emphasis. Let's, I'll look at it again. Philippians chapter 3. Phil, put it up there for me. Verse 7. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss. For who? Yet also I have done what? I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as that I may do what? Hallelujah. Were you regular in church, in care group, in prayer meeting? If no, how can you say you obey God and you love God? He said, when you love me, you will keep my commandments. Are you serving in church? Did you invite anybody to church this year? Just one person saved. Just invite, not even to get them saved. And did you say get anybody saved? Have you done DTS and membership? What investments did you make in yourself? Like, did you do any education? Did you go for any seminars? Did you increase? Those of you who are coming and sitting in Abuja and sitting in AC, you don't have, you don't have secondary school, go to school. School is so cheap now. It's everywhere. It's on the internet. Learn computer. Every girl, learn computer. That is where the world is going. All young generation, learn coding so that you'll be relevant. Did you improve yourself? Add something to yourself. The little altar we went this year is changing my life as I'm reading the notes. And I'm praying that I can do my PhD or do some, some, some school. But don't, and if you don't have a degree, you must have a degree. In family worship center, you must have a degree. It's good to have a degree. Did you invest any money this year or you just blew everything? Any money went into your hand. What is that guy? Any money? Now enjoyment. What does he say? Any money won't come. He says something will happen tomorrow. He said, uh, my future is now or something. Some of you have eaten. You, what? Don't, don't worry about my future. Some of you are like that. If 5,000 naira problem catch you, everybody must know because you cannot save anything. It's a shame. It's not a, it's not a Christian life. Oh. It's not a good thing. That everybody must know your secret when you have any problem because you don't save anything. It will shock you what God has given you this year. If you wrote it down, you will see that even you, you have counted one million this year, but you didn't save anything. You are just eating, buying, 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 trying to look like somebody who doesn't even care about you, who doesn't even know you exist. You are partnering your life after somebody who may be living a lie. And I've always said it in this family worship center, don't, don't just see people with big, big cars and clothes, flashy clothes, and think that the money is gotten well. You don't know what they are doing. Thank you. Did you invest anything in real estate? Honestly, real estate is good. Do you have health insurance? So that when you get sick, you go to the hospital, you don't have to pay all that money. And health insurance is everywhere. I think you can go to banks or some places and just get for 3,000 naira or so a month or 2,000 self, you can get health insurance. So that sickness of 100,000, you may pay only 5,000 or 10,000. But the insurance pay 90,000. The one that I have spoken to this church before and you are not hearing me is car insurance. He said, I, I, back to sender, I will not have accident. Who, who is going to have the accident? <laughs> no, talk to me. Who is going to, if you will not have it, who will have it? Who, who wakes up and says, I'm going to have accident? Nobody. But do accidents happen? Yes. <laughs> you get, if you get a car insurance, anything that happens to your car, they fix it for you. Full comprehensive insurance. Don't play with it. Have people, you are, they will steal their car or they will do something with their car, accident. You ask, did you insure it? They will say no. I will say why. I keep telling you the story of my sister, Auntie Dina. When they hit her car the other time, 
Someone just came out and just banged her small and they, they stopped and settled it. They gave her 300 and something thousand. She fixed the car for 40,000 or so. The rest was changed. That is what insurance does. He said, hey, but I'm not giving them my money every day, every month. The day you will need it, you will see that all you gave them was nothing. Do you have house insurance? You see that house that burnt the other day? If they had insured it, and guess how much is the insurance? Maybe 200,000, 240,000 a year, a year. They would have given them over 100 million for that house. Do you have life insurance, especially men, so that when you die, they can give your wife, even if it is one, you will die, we will die, all of us will die. teaching you what they don't teach in churches. You ought to thank your God for being here this morning. And life insurance is not much. It's a little. One day I will bring somebody to just speak on insurance in this church. If you are a man, you buy insurance, life insurance, you can buy. I'll tell you a story. I know somebody who bought insurance for International insurance, I think it cost $1 million or something, or $350,000. When the wife died, they gave him $5 million. Now, that's another level, isn't it? I'm talking about the Naira level now, our own level. I'm just telling you the power of some of this. It's wise living. It's intentional living. It's intentional living. The one that you will die, your wife will be crying because there is nothing to eat or nothing to do for school. Literally die and there is nothing for the school. It's not a good life. And so this 2023, go and look for life insurance as a man. And even as a woman, as a single, look for life insurance. Insure your things. You don't like that one. Okay, let me go on. Men, do you have a will? You say, I'm not going to die. Who told you? Who lied to you? You don't do these things because you are going to die. Actually, when you do these things, then you are ready to live. Are you living ready? If the trumpet should sound today, will you be raptured? First Thessalonians chapter 1, chapter 5. I told you I had a very ambitious message to preach today. I'm doing everything. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. Open your Bibles. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly, perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pain upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith, love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. God did not appoint us for punishment. He, did not, he doesn't want us to suffer. And for that, he provided Jesus Christ, salvation through Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you are doing. Amen? So there is heaven and there is hell. Pastor Wilson, I've entered hell and heaven now. We are pilgrims here on earth, just passing through. One of these days, it could be the rapture or death. Are you ready? Jesus is coming back one of these days. He will burst through the clouds with a trumpet shout. 
the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive will be caught up with them, with them in the air, and we shall join Jesus Christ and we live with him forever. Heaven is real. Hell is real. And unfortunately, hell is really, really real. No, hell is not what you are suffering right now. It is not. Both heaven and hell are unimaginable. No matter how bad we paint the picture of hell, we cannot paint it enough. And no matter how good we try to paint the picture of heaven, we cannot paint it. And both of them are, are real. Hell is a lake of fire that burns day in, day out, without a break. It's fire and brimstone. It's a place of torture, torment, of incessant screaming and shouting and gnashing of teeth. A place of eternal regret. A place of eternal thirst, unquenchable thirst, a place of hatred, of gnashing of teeth, a place of, un, of enmity where Satan, demons, wicked and hateful people will live forever, a place not created for human beings, but human beings will choose to go there. A place where Satan is the leader, is the head. God forbid that I live in the government of Satan. I have had enough Satan already on the earth. Revelation, please look at this. And this is the last scripture, I hope. Revelation chapter 21. Heaven, on the other hand, will be glorious with each of us having a custom-made mansion peculiar to our desires, personality, and likes. A place of peace, of joy, of love, no tears, no pain, no sorrows, no parting, no death, no sin, no lack, no fear. No wants, a place of glorious reunions, perfect love, worship, unimaginable music and worship, where the streets are paved with translucent gold, a place of indescribable beauty, where God is in charge and Jesus is the light. Revelation chapter 21. Verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. I was wondering, why will there, what will happen to the sea? It will just, just suck it out and it will disappear. There was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. Hallelujah. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things will pass away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely, freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, Unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, LGBTQ, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Chapter 22, verse 12. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his works. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life. They may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral. Can you see that sexually immoral is a big thing? It's a big deal. Having sex out of marriage, prostituting, homosexuality, lesbianism, you are going to hell. They say the grace of God. No, the grace of God is to give you power to overcome it. 
It's not for you to continue to practice it so that you'll be free. Lesbians, homosexuals are going to hell. Drunkards are going to hell. Did you see it in the Bible? You didn't see it? You saw it? Murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify of these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Praise the Lord. We must be ready. We must live righteous lives. The Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. He will come when we do not expect. For those who have the hope of seeing him, the Bible says they purify themselves even as Jesus Christ purifies himself. So finally, I want to talk about retreat. The good thing about the end of the year is that it gives us an opportunity to take stock of our lives and make amends where we have fallen short and plan to be better and do better. Everybody say, be better and do better. Thus, the need for a retreat. We have a tradition in Family Worship Center where everyone is encouraged to take a minimum of three days at the end of December to go to a hotel or a camp or a solitary place and spend some time with God. Preferably, you go alone. You go alone. We admonish especially the men to go and seek the face of God and plan for the next year since you are the head of your family and your family depends on you. So the man must hear from God to know how to lead his family in the year. As you go for your retreat, you take a Bible, a book, a pen, a dictionary, thank God everything is in the computer now and in your phone, and a book that will help you to overcome that problem or help to direct you in the way you feel you should go or help you, for instance, if you feel I need to make investments, get a book on investments. Get a book on something that will help you for the coming year. So you take it, you take these things with a tape, And you go to that place and you start your retreat. Normally, in those days, we used to take tapes and CDs, but these days, everything is on YouTube. And we listen to them and you build your, 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 your faith. This year, I will encourage you all to listen to the Shiloh tapes. They build your faith. A strong, Bishop is strong, he's strong on faith. Clear, clear word, you know that the GO2 did the Holy Ghost Convention not too long ago. So when you go for your retreat, the first thing you do is you rest. The first day, maybe you just sleep and rest. And you don't go there and eat four times a day. You, you, you fast. You fast. And eat maybe once a day. And then you begin to pray. You ask God to forgive you all your sins. No, you don't start. You start first by giving thanks. If you have a book, you, go, you give thanks for all that God has done. And then you... Let me read this so that I can, I'll be, I'll be orderly. So you rest and sleep the first day. I wrote here, you pray a lot and you fast. So you give thanks for, 20, for 2022. If you have a gratitude book like me, it will be easy. You just go through every page and thank God for everything he has done. Then you take stock of last year. All the questions and ask you, how did you do with this, with God, with church, with family, with friends? And then you take stock. The ones that you did well, you tick. The ones that you did not do, you carry over and start again for, for this year. And say, so last year, I wanted to visit my uncle and my aunt in the village. I didn't. I will do it this year. By the way, look at me. Take, love your parents. Don't, don't, don't forget them. Don't forget your widow mother. Don't. Love them. When they die, you will not like it. It is the most terrible thing to not be able to call your mother on the phone. You can't imagine it. So love them. So if you were supposed to visit them last year and you didn't, visit them. And make sure you fulfill all the things that you, you didn't do last year. And then now you sit down and plan the year, praying in the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit. Say, I would like to save 150 this year. I would like to save 10 million. I would like to give away. You make a plan of what to give and who to give. Plan, have a session on who to help. That's why you are here. 
have a plan. I'm going to help this person. There was a year I wrote about seven names of what to do, and I did it every year. I do it every year. And what I do, I have a, a, a list of about 20 or so people that I support every month. Every year, I add a little. Sometimes there is just 1,000, and it makes a world of difference. So plan on giving. Plan on improving yourself educationally. Plan on getting insurance. Plan on getting a will. Plan, this year, plan on evangelism. Say, I'm going to go out once a month. I'm going to do whatever I can do to win a soul for Jesus. It, it will shock you if you do that one. You will see how your year will be different. Amen? So when you finish planning, then what? Then you pray. Pray a lot. Listen to messages. I wrote here, plan spirit, your spiritual life, family, investment, social life. Plan to make friends. Plan to win. Plan to be victorious. So I told you in the beginning that my topic was intentional. Be intentional. I want you to be intentional about your life. Be intentional. Don't just live. Plan that this is how I want to be and let it come to pass. Amen? Stand up. I said here, nothing just happens. Nothing good just happens. You have to be deliberate, intentional, and focused, and make it happen. Amen? Amen. And all the church is the same. Make sure your congregation does all of what we have said today. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.